Thank you for tuning in to our Restoration Life podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the message and share it out with your friends on social media. Can't wait for you to listen in next week. Man, I'm so jacked up after that, that, that kids ministry releasing in power. Um, I want to just for a moment just share with you, um, because I don't have time to preach this message, and I'm going to ask Pastor Max if he would just go ahead and finish it next week, um, so that way um, you guys can, can get the gist of, uh, not just the gist, but the focus of our vision statement, which is reach, restore, release. And I want to show you two portions of, two, two scriptures that really stand out to me, because we've spent some some adequate time talking to you about Vision Sunday, the vision of our church, because there are so many new people that now belong to the family of God. I'm so honored by our DNA class. We've got close to 70 students in our DNA class. And, and what you need to know is that 70 people represent between one and five people at Restoration Life. So if you do the math, there are a lot of families that have made Restoration Life their home, whether they're live with us here uh, or they're online with us. And we're so honored by all of you that are watching us online. We pray for you. We love you. We miss you. We can't wait to see you come back. And more, more than likely, we're going to have to start another. We're going to have to go back to three, four services again. And uh, I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm excited about that. I'm not afraid of that. I, I enjoy seeing people to come to know Jesus. Probably... The most passionate thing that I'm about in life, in my call that God placed over my life, is to see somebody far from God come to know Jesus in intimacy. And for me, there's no greater reward than to see a lost, broken soul be restored back to the Father and allow the church to be a part of that restoration process by the way that we love on them and pray for them and counsel them and educate them in the word of God because the word brings forth life when your faith is increased the Bible says that faith is, is is the evidence of things hoped for the things not seen but the way our faith is increases by hearing the word of God that means when we study God's word God's word speaks to us our faith is increased and we move a little bit further along in the restoration process because restoration isn't always immediate. It's a journey. Can somebody say amen? And so I love seeing somebody far from God reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ and then restored by God's love and by God's word and by God's people. I remember what my friend Jonathan Brozozok said. Pastor Jonathan said this. He said that God will put in you the medicine that he used to heal you so that you can help heal others. And really, that's what the family of God is all about, right? We're, it, we're not just a church that we go to. We are the church no matter where we are, right? We, we come to a facility that becomes the church when you get here. So we are the church. And so I love seeing the restoration process take place. And it first starts with surrendering to the love of Jesus and becoming um, or acknowledging Christ as King and Savior. And then the restoration process happens. And in the midst of, of that intimacy with the Father as a byproduct of that, discipleship happens. Relationship happens. Impartation happens. And then we get to the release part. The release part of our vision. And I want to show you 
what Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, right before he went to ascend to be at the right hand of the Father, Jesus told the disciples this in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He said, listen, go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. My Father's going to pour out his spirit, right? And he's going to endue you with power. If maybe the, if the media team back there, we go, right? But you will receive what? You'll receive what? We will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my what? My witness. Where? In Lawndale, Torrance, and Redondo, to the other parts of the world, right? That's basically what he's saying, Jerusalem and, and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And as they went into that upper room to pray together, God unleashed his Holy Spirit, the promise of heaven, the promise of his presence on all, on all those of us who would receive that. And so I want you to hear something today because I want to show you something in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 19, if we could put that portion of scripture up. I want to show you reach, restore, release in the Great Commission. Jesus said, now the 11 disciples went to the Galilee and to the mountain which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in me uh, has been given to me on earth and in heaven on earth and has been given to me. Go therefore, go therefore, that's the reach. Can you guys see that? When he says to go, therefore, he's saying, I need you to go and reach people that don't know me. He said to go into the highways and byways, go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Go reach them. How? With the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he says this, and make what? Disciples. The making of a disciple is the process of restoration. Because you can't even be a disciple of Jesus unless you're in intimacy with the Father. So as a byproduct of a relationship with the Father, discipleship happens. And so we see reach, go therefore and make, restore, disciples of all nations, baptizing them, what? In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all I've commanded you, and lo, I will be with you to the end of the age. This is Jesus releasing in power. So we see him saying, go, reach, make disciples, part of the restoration process, right? And then released in power is because we have the Holy Spirit with us. And there's no way we're, a, we're ever going to be able to do anything for Jesus without the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, you can serve and you can come to church and you can be a greeter. Uh, you can be on the social media team. You could be on the production team. You could be on the worship team. You can be a teacher. You could be a nursery worker. You can be all these things, but unless... It's empowered by the Holy Spirit, it's limited. But because of the Holy Spirit, it's limitless. And I think a lot of times we tend to not pursue the call of God on all of our individual lives is because we think that we have to do things on our own strength. And God never said that. In fact, he says the opposite of it. You just make yourself available and do what you can do, and then I'll do the rest. It's basically what God's saying. You do what you can do. You can be faithful, right? You can be available. 
You can be teachable. You want an acronym? Get fat for Jesus. Faithful, available teacher. Let's get fat together. (laughs) We're never going to be able to do anything that God's called us to do without him. In fact, Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so I'm grateful for the Great Commission. It's turned into the church or the churches today, the great omission. It's like, that's not my job. That's not my responsibility. That's not my duty. Listen, if you're saved and Jesus sets you free and he lives inside of you, then you shouldn't be able to help yourself more than to serve God at some capacity, whether it be at your job, at your school, here on campus, in your community, whatever that may be. God just wants you to love him with everything that's within you and show that same love to other people. That's ministry. You can't separate ministry from being a Christian. If I'm going to be Christ-like, if I'm going to be like Jesus, Jesus was always about his father's business. And so today I want to encourage you to be about your father's business. But today's a special day. And I hope many of you received uh, the newsletter that we sent out. I'm going to have my wife come up and I'm going to have our executive leadership and staff come up and I'm going to ask a very near and dear friend of mine, Pastor Chris Cannon and Ann Cannon to come up on the platform. Uh, Roxanne and I um, are being released today, empowered by the Holy Spirit to go into a time of sabbatical. And so this is our last service for some time. And in order for all of you that are watching online and for those of you that might be, the, this might be your first time here, um, we want to help you understand what a sabbatical is if you didn't re- receive the newsletter. But in doing so, I wanted to, to, for you to hear it from somebody that I've admired as a general of faith, as a leader in the South Bay, and somebody who's really known me. Uh, and, and, and my journey in ministry over the last 20, uh, almost 25 years now. And uh, I just want you to honor Pastor Chris Cannon as he comes. And he's just going to share some thoughts with you okay. as we get ready Thanks, to do Pastor. this. Uh, I got to first meet this guy when he was wearing an Amco suit, when he was brand new to, the, to our community as a pastor. And I've been watching and, and partnering with him and Pastor Roxanne for a good long 20 years. And I was thinking... This morning, I was thinking about, in a few more weeks, we're going to be celebrating the 20th anniversary we're remembering of 9-11. And I was thinking about what would it be like to be on the ground floor? Would I be running toward or running from? And, and the, th- the word that I had this morning was, meet the moment. Meet the moment. And, and I want you to know what you already know, which is that your pastors have been meeting the moment for for 20 plus years now. Consistently, over time, faithfully. We've been talking about this sabbatical for three or four years now. And every time we got close to having it actually become a reality, something came up in the life of the church, their lives, in, in our country, in our culture, and they said, we can't go. We've got to stay. We've got to minister. We've got to be here. That's who they are. And they've been doing this so wonderfully for so many years. And I was thinking of when Mordecai says to, to his niece, Esther, and who knows that you have been put here for such a time as this. And I believe with all my heart that your pastors have been placed in Lawndale 
and before that in Redondo Beach for this time to minister these 20 plus years faithfully, faithfully with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength unto the Lord what you've come to enjoy. And they're going to move into a new season, not of restore and release and be reached. It's rest, refreshment, and renewal. I'm going to add three new R's to their lives. A, a, a sabbatical is not a time of discipline. You read, the, you, read, you read what Pastor Eddie wrote. There's nothing sinister happening here. There's no story going on. There's nothing hidden. I've been advocating for this for a long time. This is a time for them to do what Mary did, which is to sit at Jesus' feet and just receive. There's another R, right? They're going to receive. They're going to rest. They're going to be renewed. They're going to be refreshed. And that's how I really want to encourage all of us to pray for them. Lord, refresh our leaders. This is their halftime. This is their one halftime. This is their one halftime. This is the time when their grandkids are back in school. Their kids are being ministered to. The house is being finished. They're, they have the capacity now. If you are at the ReachCon, you know they need this, right? They, all, this, all this inertia to get something off the ground doesn't come without a cost, right? It, God's the one doing it, but there's a human cost as well. There's, just, there's fatigue. They need to be refreshed. They need to rest, and they need to be renewed. They need to look each other in the eye and rediscover something of, we love each other. We love the Lord. <laughs> Who are you? Right? Amen? So there's, this is, this is going to be harder for them than it is for you and for me and for and Pastor Max and Teresa. It will be hard. Next week, it's going to be really hard for them when they get up and they say, we're not going anywhere, right? They're turning off their cell phones. They're going dark on social media so they can really enter into a new season of, of their lives. So I'm going to ask everyone to stand again. We're going to extend our hands. I'm going to have the prayer team, the leadership team come around. Uh, I'm going to say a prayer of, of commissioning, commissioning with Pastor Zeddy and Roxanne. I'm going to give it to Pastor Max, and he's going to wrap it up for us this, this afternoon, this morning. Father, we're so grateful for what's already happened today, for the baptisms, the new lives that have been celebrated, for the children and the ministry and the new children's ministry director. God, we rejoice, and we think of these faithful, this faithful couple in these faithful years and what you've done in Lawndale in the South Bay, our, our Jerusalem and our Judea. Lord, you have assigned this beautiful couple to this community for such a time as this, and they have met the moment. They've been faithful to the task. They've risen to the opportunity to stand in the gap for your people, to, tra to train and teach and disciple a generation. God, we pray that you would release them now to a season of, re of rest and refreshment and deep renewal. Lord, bring them back to us refreshed in December. Lord, bless them, we pray. We give you thanks for them in Jesus' matchless and mighty name. Amen. Come on, can we give God some praise in the house today? You know, it, it is a tremendous blessing as a church that we're able to release our, our amazing leaders to be able to do this. This, the fact that we're able to release you guys on sabbatical is already showing fruit of your labor. That you labored for so many years and so much effort. You raised up leaders throughout the church and now it's time for you to go rest and rest well. You've earned that. 
As I said in the first service, if, if this was all to come to an end right now, God will already tell you, well done, my good and faithful servants, for the tremendous blessings that you have been to so many lives, that you guys have chosen to live sacrificially and in obedience to God. Today's proof of sacrificially, that you understood it's more important that we install a brand new leader over our kid's life and make sure that she's honored. It's more important that we pray for our kids. And no matter how much time it takes, that's more important than me putting together this massive message. Because you know that the word of God's gonna move no matter what. And so you sacrifice that time in order to ensure that the church is prepared for you, for your exit. Church, that, that's, this is the kind of leaders that we have. I remember earlier this year, in January, we were at the um, Open Heaven Worship Night, and it was a really tough night for me, where I was going through tremendous doubt, doubt within myself that I, I could do this, that not, not just when you're gone, but that I can do this, and there you are to always give me encouragement, to come in by my side, to lift me up, to deposit wisdom, so I say, thank you for trusting us with the church thank you for trusting us with the church thank you for depositing into us for so many years 14 years you guys been depositing into us and here we are able to carry the baton forward church we're not slowing down while they're gone we're not stopping while they're gone we ain't going on vacation we're going to move this church forward when they come back it is going to be a massive revival in this house they're going to come back to a church that has multiplied that has shown that they have deposited well and our church is stronger than ever not because we're leading it but because what they deposited is showing fruit life group leaders this is your time to step up it is your time to invest into others. It is your time to take charge of the word of God that has been given to you. Pastors, executive team, it is time for you to do that. Do what God called you to be. Every single ministry leader, every single person who has a hand in the church, now is the time to answer the call of God that's upon your life. Training is over. You've been equipped. You've been reached. You've been restored. It is time for you to be released as well. Let us honor the sacrifice that they have made by answering the call of God, God that is on our lives. I am guarantee you, I'm gonna challenge the heck out of you while you're gone. You're gonna wish they were back. But I promise, as a good son, I won't wreck the car while you're gone. I promise not to throw any crazy parties and mess up the house. I won't paint anything, Roxanne. I promise not to preach in sweatpants or spandex. I promise not to have a rap service, but I do promise to honor everything that you guys have done. I thank you for trusting myself and my wife we love you guys with all of our hearts and all of our souls. I promise to protect you from yourself. I promise that I'm gonna block you on social media. <laughs> I promise that when I see a Phantom account on YouTube, I'm just gonna be like, no. But this time, we're gonna protect you guys to ensure that you're rested and that you're restored, because I know that God has so much more 
that he wants to do through you guys. Pastor Roxanne, there's a song that God is waiting for you to write. I, I told you that a couple years ago. And I, I know it. it's a song that only you can write. That he wants done. It's a new worship, but it's going to come from you. Even though you've released the worship team, there is more in you in the heart of worship that our team needs. And it's time you're going to receive it. And I promise that when you come back, it's going to be a fresh outpouring to our worship team. And we're going to carry a new song for the future generation. <laughs> Pastor Eddie, there's wisdom inside of you that has been deposited here at the church, but the world needs it. That we've been talking about it for years. I'm going to write that book. I'm going to write that book. Now, I know during this time, you're not supposed to be focused on the work. But God wants the message to permeate in your heart. And the only way to do that is to get alone with him. And I promise and I know this for a fact that there's going to be books upon books, volumes of books, and work that will live on well beyond your years. That so long as Jesus tarries 100 years from now, a disciple's going to pick up a book and say, have you read this from Pastor Eddie Vargas? That they're going to talk about you guys in the same tone as they talk about apostles one day. Because your hearts are there. So I know that this time is necessary, and I'm going to protect it with all that I can. And church, I pray, and I'm asking you guys, honor this honor this. I know some of you guys got deep relationships with them. And some of you guys, you may spend some time with them during this. But I'm asking you, honor this time. Be a blessing to their lives when you come around them. If they invite you over for dinner, deposit into them. I know you're used to them playing the role of pastor to you. But God speaks through you too. Pray over them. Pray over their children. Pray over their grandchildren. Allow them to rest so they can come back better than ever. Amen? Amen. Father, I just thank you for my spiritual parents that in a time where we were lost, in a time that I didn't have parents, you provided them to me. Father, I pray that this time they grow closer to you than they ever have before. That the noise is silenced, that the distractions go away, and they're able to be refreshed and restored. I pray for healing in their bodies, that no more pain come from the back and knees, no more pain come inside of the neck, Father God, but bodies are restored. Father, I pray for visions to be given to them, that you continue to use them to build your kingdom and do your will upon the earth. Father, I pray that friends surround them and deposit into them and uplift them and empower them. I pray for prophetic words to be given to them. Father, I pray for protection over Justine and Christian and Brixton and Jackson, Father. Surround their family with so much love and that in this time that you reveal your will for them as well. Father, we just give you all the honor and all the praise. Thank you for these amazing leaders. We love you. In Jesus' name, and the church said, amen. Come on, stand to your feet, church. Let's give God a shout of praise. I'm so excited for what's to come. We're in DNA right now. Life groups are about to launch. We got training on Wednesday. We got nightlife on Friday. And next Sunday, we start the hard stuff. Now, I'm, I'm honored that you guys trust us as well as to be your leaders. We're gonna do an amazing thing. 
And I'm thankful for every single one of you in here for investing your life and making sure this church continues to move the vision forward. Amen. Listen, we love you. Have a blessed and wonderful Sunday. Thank you for watching on YouTube. If you're new here, connect with our VIP team. Hey, our pastors are going to be out there. Huh? Huh? What happened? What happened? Oh, I just I forgot we did do something special. Come here, you guys, again, real quick. One time for the one time. So, we want to bless you guys with some amazing relaxation things. You got a whole entire back scratcher right here. You got robes and everything. It is time for y'all to relax. Relax. Every time you try to text me, I'm just going to text you back the words, relax. Listen, we love you guys. Have a blessed, wonderful Sunday. Greet somebody. We'll see you guys DNA on Tuesday. Life Group Leaders, I'll see you Wednesday. Nightlife Friday. See you guys.